0: the Koy gig part on off the ball
1: it wasn't a foul absolutely not but i'm glad to see the goalkeeper is getting the benefit of the doubt <laughs> it always a... get the benefit of the doubt <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to the feed in the otb sports app now otb am
0: the sports breakfast show from Off the Ball Up the Hill for Jack and Jill 2023 in aid of the Jack and Jill Children's Foundation a kindly supported by Abbott is urging people to take to the hills throughout the summer in support of local Jack and Jill families every 18 euro registration fee will help fund 1 hour of in-home nursing care and end of life support for over 400 children with highly complex life-limiting medical conditions countrywide. Organisers are urging people to team up with family, friends, neighbours and colleagues and go up the hill for Jack and Jill this summer. To register your Up the Hill fun- fundraising event, visit www.jackandjill.ie Delighted to be joined on the show this morning by the Connacht Captain and Jack and Jill Ambassador Jack Hardy. Jack, good morning, how are things?
1: Thanks for having me Shane, Ashley. How's it going?
0: Keeping well, man. Keeping well. Thanks for hopping on. Uh, you've been involved in this initiative for, for a bit of time. It's a uh, it's an absolutely wonderful uh, fundraising initiative and something that that's uh, clearly massively important and, and important to you as well.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I suppose to give you context, it's kind of been in in uh, around our family for quite a while in regarding um, my dad used to work with Jonathan, the founder, um, 20, 25 years ago, and then it was founded. Um, so it was always something that was kind of there in the background, whether it be uh, support in whatever small way we could. Um and then an opportunity came to come on an official capacity then two years ago. I was invited to the family fun day in Palmerstown House. Um and kind of from there it just stuck off. So it's been brilliant. Um we did up we did up the hill last year. It was last October we did it. It was actually after one of the I think it was after the Munster game after we came back from South Africa. So I was in the depths <laughs> The depths of the Galway winter or Galway autumn. And um, so we'd won the, we'd won the night before and myself and a couple of the teammates and family did it. And we woke up and it was kind of your typical Galway weather. So, um, it's great. they they've moved it now, I think, to more of the summer months and the coming months, um, in front of us. So I'm looking forward to doing it on a nice, nice sunny day.
0: I think it's the ninth annual uh, up up the Hill for Jack and Jill being organised, and, and they're hoping to raise seventy five thousand euros, well, for the for these vital services for more than four hundred families nationwide. That apparently is the equivalent of over four thousand hours of in home nursing care and respite support. So, I guess it just goes to show you, Jack, that the the, the money here clearly goes a long way.
1: Yeah, definitely. At the launch, um, the other day we were up in Saint Stephen's Green in Dublin, I had the privilege to meet and um who's a child um who's availing of the services with Jack and Jill and I was just speaking to to his mother and she was like he on the way to uh St Stephen's Green that morning he had had two seizures um and she kind of spoke to us about as suppose what Jack and Jill means means to her the fact that as he spoke about there them couple of hours that she can get whether it be to you know get an extra couple of hours' sleep whether it be to go and get her nails done her hair done um it's kind of them small little things in terms of the breathing space she gets that allows her to, I suppose, to be at her best for grace. And so, um, yeah, it's been a, a massive honour to be involved and I'm looking forward to continuing and helping in any capacity I can.
0: And, Jack, how do people get involved? Can it be any hill, any mountain? Is it is it up to yourself?
1: Yeah, Anthony, there's nothing too big or too small. Um, I suppose if there's anyone in the go area when when we're going to do it, um I'll probably set something up on on Twitter, Instagram, in the next couple of weeks, and hopefully we can get a I get a good number of people out. Um, if it's someone, it can it can even just be a walk. I know there's a man in Lockrey this weekend he's pushing um, a hospital hospital trolley thirty kilometres um, to raise awareness as well. So um, nice. I know there's some children building kind of bun hills as well. So. Um the more innovative it is, the more kind of outside of the box it is, I think is uh, anything to do with it can that it helps to be great.
0: So what was the hill after you played Munster like?
1: <laughs> um, we, we did um, Diamond Hill out in Galway.
0: Fair play. Uh, so how yeah, far is yeah, that? For, pardon? How far is that?
1: Uh, it's about an hour's drive out. And then when we got there, um, it was about an hour up an hour and a half up an hour but down so actually it wasn't too taxing the year before um the year before when I kind of came involved foolishly I'd left it to kind of the last few last few weekends in October um and again it was the day after we played Scarlett and didn't do any planning so I'd highly recommend that people will plan. So I was driving out to Connemara and I was like trying to find the hills. I just parked uh, <laughs> on the side of the road and then hopped a fence and ended up being up to my knees in, in bog. So I think if anyone is planning on doing something to the equivalent of that, I think planning um, and obviously get going with um, a good couple of people don't do what I did the wellies as
0: well. Yeah. <laughs> the waiters. <laughs> the waiters, yeah. Uh, how, do you, how do you feel about the season now, Jack? That It's all done and dusted, I guess. The, I'm thinking back immediately to of season you think of the, the, the famous win against Ulster up in Kingspan Stadium in Belfast and, and your 15 points from the boot that day uh, to seal a, a, a very famous win. Um, is that one of the highlights of the season or how do you reflect generally in the season?
1: Yeah, I think so. Look, um, I think after... We played in South Africa. I think there was a massive level of disappointment. I think it was an opportunity that we that we had missed. And I think that was the general consensus amongst the group. I think what the the Ulster game has given us is that confidence in knockout games. You know, there was quite a few up until that point where we hadn't got over the line, um, and to get over the line, albeit not up, being at our best when we actually played up in Ravenhill, um, you know, it was a massive shot in the arm for us starting this year. We got, we started back on Monday, so we're back into. Back in the thick of it already, um, and yeah, great welcome. I've got a couple of new faces in also.
0: There was a smirk on your face there, and you said we're back on last Monday. Like <laughs> I, I, I imagine that smirk doesn't convey your true feelings about being back. But uh, this time of year, I'd imagine is fairly tough preseason. Usually not enjoyable.
1: I um, suppose it's you know what it's kind of speaking to a lot of fellas here. We obviously had five weeks off, um, and obviously a lot most of us were. I've kind of been in this rugby environment for quite a long time and your your creatures a habit and kind of the missing out routine. I know that's what, something that a lot of lads were, were longing to get back to, but uh, yeah, you're right. As, as you said, the, the, the running and the up downs and whatnot, it's obviously a shot to the system initially, but um, you know, it's going to be all well worth it. Obviously Pete and, and then the new backroom team are there. So getting to, getting to grips with the new kind of ideas that they have and the new players that we have as well. So it's, it's a lot of familiar, familiarity, but then there's obviously a lot, of, a lot of new things as well.
0: Yeah, it's probably something a little bit different is not having Andy Friend around anymore. Obviously, five years there and you've quite a close relationship with him. What's it like to to not have him there anymore?
1: Yeah, I was actually only speaking to him. I sent him a text when we started back um, on Monday. And I was just like, look, um, we're starting on another journey. I hope you're enjoying enjoying yours. I think he sent me, I think it was in Switzerland or Austria he was. There was a picture of it. <laughs> The side of the lake. so he's having a great old time, um, regardless. But yeah, um, obviously, there's the the coaching side of it and the mentor side of it that Andy provided to us, but also the the friendship. Um, you know, when he left, I went out for went out for a meal with him and his wife Kerry, and um you, you're lucky enough to come across different personalities when you're playing rugby. And there's obviously some people, you know, you're not gonna be able to keep in contact with everyone but um, Friendly's definitely one of the one of the people that the majority of us will stay in contact with whether that be um, when we go down to Australia and meet him or when he kind of comes back he's due to come back in November so um, it'll be great to catch up with him again He seems to have changed the
0: the attitude around Connacht as well uh, Jack like he, even just his connection with the fans and players as well but I know he would have taken us out to different uh, camps in Badana and Gorton across the province as well so it wasn't just a Galway focus it was very much a connect with you know Connacht fans across the province as well which was great to see
1: Yeah well definitely I think um, it's across the across the wall for me there it's about like representing I know some people from outside of Connacht may kind of see um, Connacht as I suppose a as well, the Galway club but um, you know, we're we're very proud of representing the all the all the counties we've um for our like mini groups now this season, we've obviously have split the group into, into six, so we've the five counties and then we made the gale hook as our as our sixth, so um we we're planning on doing a, a Jersey day. So we've been trying to get through to Roscommon GA to get ten Roscommon jerseys, so uh, hopefully we'll get them in the next few weeks for us to, to train with. Um but yeah, it's all about connection with uh, the province, the fans, the people we represent. Um, and I suppose it's not a thing that can be overlooked. Likely it's something that you have to continually invest in, continually look to grow. And um, on Monday, we had the kids from Galway Bay Rugby Club. They came in and presented us with, with our kit, which, you know, you can see that there's a massive bonus on it. And um, usually these things might in other places be done kind of as token gestures. Whereas, you know, here we're really trying to connect with, with our fans and connect with our province. Should have played uh, bingo. How long does it take a
0: Common Man to bring up Ross Common It didn't take, didn't take too long. We got maybe in the first time. <laughs> Holly was was done. But like it, it's it's fair. Like Jack, to be honest, we had uh, Davy Burke in studio twice just after he got the the, the Common Senior job, and he, a couple of weeks ago, or last week or two, uh, after after the season to reflect on it all. And like he was telling a story back in November about getting the job and not realizing how much Ross Common people loved Gaelic football. I like, think he was sitting at a petrol station somewhere in. Roscommon and a lad just literally taps in the window and is just mad to talk to him about Roscommon football days after he gets the job. Uh, I presume you get to follow it fairly closely still. You would have been a multi-sport phenom back in the day yourself.
1: Yeah, I, I remember um, our, my club team, St. Bridges, were playing in an All-Ireland final um, a good couple of years ago and we were up in Crow Park and they, they, they'd, they'd won. And I was walking out delighted and I remember uh, someone came up to me and he goes, I bet you wish you play the Gaelic football now. Um, but yeah, it is it is massively tribal like we have uh, here in Connacht, myself, Niall Murray and Darren Murray. We're all from the same Gaelic football club. Um, you've Dennis Buckley, obviously, from Roscommon, kind of via Blackrock, So I don't know who who he kind of is shouting for But And um, yeah, there's immense pride um, in where we're from and who we represent. A lot of the even Jared Butler um He's convinced us he's a he's a Mayo man as well, so he goes around with Mayo Mayo jerseys. So I think there's there's a bit of crack being knocked out of as well, which is a which is a good thing. And was it hard at all
0: to maybe pick between the sports?
1: Uh, it was. I actually, yeah. So I actually did pick. I picked rugby, and then I actually didn't end up subsequently getting into the the Connacht Academy. So it was a kind of couple of months there for where I was enjoying college life in Galway and playing rugby with um Buccaneers back in Athlone and Nigel Carlin, who's the is the attack coach with, with Glasgow now at the moment. I remember he got in contact with me um I think it was the first or second week in January. Rag week was about to <laughs> it was on the horizon in Galway and he was like, uh, you know, if you if you come back in you know, my attendance now, which was which was I suppose voluntary at the time, kinda was really high at the start and then kinda dwindled towards Uh, towards the back end of it but he was like look it's a contract there for you if you want it um, but we need to get your attendance back up you know it's like fine just give me two more weeks of college I need to get this rag week through so uh,
0: (laughs) first things first rag week (laughs) yes yes,
1: priorities Um, no it was yeah look it was um, I think it came at a point you see you see kids nowadays and there's a a massive pressure on them to to choose and specialise at an early age Um, and I think there was at the time it's probably something that's not really spoken about, but the the work between Ross Common and Connacht at the time, uh, Gary Wynn, who's a coach, and, and Nigel, and how they managed myself, Daniel Qualter and Shane Laden at the time in terms of not overtraining. Uh, and there was no pressure from either side. It was like, look, you can play your Gaelic football and your rugby. Um, in, the, in the fact that knowing that in two, three months' time, you kind of have to make a decision yourself and, um, so, yeah, it would be nice if that was kind of the model because I think there's an awful lot of pressure put on probably multi-talented uh, athletes or young athletes, boys and girls, at this at this juncture in their life when they're 15, 16, 17 to kind of specialise in something. Sport and,
0: and rugby in particular is obviously a family affair as well, Jack. I know your younger brother, Luke, is an out-half uh, with the USA team as well, which is quite incredible. I don't know if you, you probably haven't had the chance to play
1: against each other, so far, have you? Um, but no, no, we haven't. We we did train the interviewer quite a bit when he was in Connacht, um, and I remember he made a mockery of me one day, and I'm everyone on the sidelines shouting and screaming, throwing their hats on the ground. <laughs> um, but no, haven't haven't been fortunate enough to to. Um, to play against him or with him. and um, you never know when, what the future holds. There's another couple of years, uh, years left in me. And um, he's playing in Chicago now, and he's going into American camp on I think it's the 18th of July. He he starts up, so uh, wishing him all the all the best.
0: He could always retire a couple of years early and give Ross a couple of years. Maybe there you possibly, go. But
1: race yourself. I, I tell you, I went back. I went back a couple of years ago, um, and I like, did a bit of preseason or just a bit of like junior. And like I wouldn't the you kinda, it's a completely different fitness. Um, Like after about 30 minutes, my lungs were burning, legs were gone, so I have a lot of uh, respect for the the running and off the ball work that uh, GA footballers do.
0: if you have someone like Davy Burke on the sidelines, I expect you'd you'd keep running no matter what you're yeah, you'd have you. to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I was I was doing some laughing reading a quote from you. It was there was um, an interview you'd done with one of the newspapers in the last year or two. You were talking about your competitiveness, and you said, and the, the thought has cropped into anyone's head if they're ever in a in a in a spa. If I get into a sauna and there's someone already in there, I will want to
1: stay in longer. So that kind of <laughs> summed up your I- mentality. To me, like, nah, no, right? it was. It, so yeah, no, I, I remember. I got a bit. Of, I got a bit of slagging for this. So <laughs> right. it, it would pop in. The, uh, I don't know. Other people said it happens to them as well. Um, and I came out of it with Tom Farrell one day. He's like, "Where were you?" And I was like, "Oh, I didn't want to leave before the fella who would got in." So I just, it, it, I don't do it every time, but it happens at random, random times. I'm like, right now, I'll wait till that person finishes. Then I'll get out. But that person then must have been doing what I was doing. Um, <laughs> yeah. with the so no one was
0: budging. What happened?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to is like two well-done steaks coming out of the yeah. steam room. Yeah, literally. I, but I, yeah. I, I kind of understand where you're coming from because if you go, if you get into a if you get into a sauna or steam room and someone p- comes in just after you, you're like, well, like I can't leave. I can't leave before. Yeah, but, no, it's I, so true. Like I never thought of it until you've actually mentioned it. I'm like, oh my god, yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it probably speaks to your competitive nature, anyway, Jack. Yeah, I suppose you kind of. Um, like I, I, I would have said probably when I was when I was very young, when I was younger playing up playing, I would have been uh, probably overly overly competitive on the other side, and I probably would have lost probably friendships and stuff over it because I was that kid who used to, to used to cry after they lost games or cry at referees. But I thankfully managed to kind of to lose that lose that side of it. But um, yeah, I think people are motivated by different things. Look, some people are motivated by. Uh, you know providing for their family getting international honors uh, earning more money it's a variety of different things that people are motivated and I think there's no one thing that's that's right for them um, or one thing that's right I think if it's the right thing for you uh, and it manages to get you to where you want to get without obviously hurting people along the way I think that's the that's the way to go about it and mine, my stuff is my motivation I suppose it changed um, and kind of went uh, swings and roundabouts at times but uh yeah. I'm 30 now so another couple of years and motivated as as I've ever been.
0: Brilliant to hear. And obviously it's such an exciting time for Ireland at the minute, the World Cup on the horizon. Do you keep the the hope that you'll be back in there?
1: Uh yeah, look I'm I'm acutely aware that there'd have to be a massive strange um, f- series of unfortunate events to for Anton to be on the immediate horizon but um you know obviously you see what happened to Stephen Donald a couple of years ago so you, you never know so you just have to, to stay ready i think it's it's about obviously building for the next 4 years and kind of seeing what that looks like and um, you know obviously you see there's other players quade Cooper starting for australia this weekend he's 34 i think um so if you manage to look after your body and continue to play well i think um that side of it kind of ends up looking after itself
0: if you look at the World Cup from a punditry perspective, uh, Jack, would you, how, how do you think the Irish team are, are, are set up? And I guess that quarterfinal invisible wall is always there, isn't it? But it feels like the year where we could potentially do it. But I don't want to curse curse the whole thing either.
1: Yeah, look, I think that's the the point that you are talking about there. And um, like I am trying to even think back on in twenty nineteen, we probably wouldn't have spoken about that yeah, that quarter final or anything like that it was very much kind of each game as they come but um, I suppose the difference in what I from my time being there is just the the attitude towards um, I suppose obstacles is there's not this view of kind of trying to go around it it's about attacking ahead head on I think that's what you've seen through, with that Irish team the last couple of years um, you know obviously they had a tough start but they've learned from kind of where they've came from where they are to now and um, and I suppose the mental resilience and issues that they have, obviously they've Gary Keegan in there, and then they've obviously um, father directing. It. So, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that they're not, but I think this is the the best opportunity that we've had in a in a long long time. And I definitely think in terms of the mental space that they're at, it's probably the it, well, it is the best that probably an Irish team has been going in.
0: It's interesting. Like, would, I'm just thinking about your brother going off to America, and even you see a lot of Irish players going off to to France and, and whatnot. It was was playing abroad ever an option for you or ever something that crossed your mind?
1: Uh yeah, there was a few kind of bits here and there. Um I suppose just around COVID. I was I think it was around COVID there was an opportunity to to move to France. Um and it was basically kind of well not signed sealed, but it was kind of agreed upon but um I suppose I went back home to it alone, had a good think about it and it was like, well I wanna play for play for Ireland again so I did only manage to I didn't play for that long when he got a, a couple of minutes but um, it definitely was the right decision um, for me when I look back now um, you never know what towards the tail end of your career you kind of see fellas doing that um, whether it be America France or Japan so kind of who knows what it, the future holds um, but yeah it'd be definitely something that towards the latter part of my career maybe that kind of look towards can you can you tell us what club it was? Running the garage straight away popped yeah. into my mind. La no, 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 it was straight no. on. No, no, it wasn't. It was uh it was Vermont. Right,
0: okay, yeah, yeah. I, I guess the temptation's always there when you like think of the quality of life, but then I guess you have to you have to balance that against you know, having the life in Ireland as well and, and I guess the international prospects. So it's 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 a tough decision I guess you have to make.
1: Yeah, look it was, but um you know, it was probably I was probably creating these scenarios in my head, trying to make it more attractive. Um, whereas, like, I wouldn't have went on to captain my province, so would have wouldn't have went on to to play the games that I did. And I think, you know, you can obviously have them experiences, but um, I'm fortunate enough to be playing in the province I'm from, representing the people who um, from the province I'm from also. So. Uh, I think it's it was one of them things, obviously, it was there, the attractiveness of it was there, but like when you cut, got down to the nuts and bolts of it, Kant um, was always going to be the, the winner really in it. Just before I let you go, Jack, that the, you mentioned the captaincy there like at uh, 30 years of age. Is, that,
0: is this something that you've embraced, you always had ambitions of? I know you, you became the Connacht record point scorer, I think, overtaking Eric Elwood this season as well. So there's been a couple of uh, key career Moments and highlights for you this season, um, but the captaincy—what does that mean to you? Like, what 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 style of captain, I guess,
1: are you? Um, yeah, I've probably I've learned definitely a lot in the in the year and a half. Kind of was on field captain for a bit, and then last year, obviously, club captain. I think initially, probably taking a lot um, to heart or a lot on board. But I'm am blessed that I have you know Jared Butler there beside me, who's been phenomenal. Um you know the, the the amount of work and stuff he does in the background and then he still has the ability to to perform on the pitch i think that's that's probably one of the main things that i that i realized that it's not about what you kind of do in and around the club your main job as captain still has to be your performance um and i think that's probably the the main currency you have that if you're performing well that's the way you lead and that's how you lead by example so um, i think that was probably the main the main thing that i i realized that you can't really be worrying about the nuts and bolts you have to perform and then the, all the other bits kind of fall in thereafter Great stuff Jack listen keep doing what you're doing man and uh, great to catch up we'll no doubt catch up again very, very uh, soon and um, best of luck with the year ahead Cheers thank you and just if anyone uh, is thinking about doing the Up and up the Hill for Jack and Jill you can get in contact with myself or you can get on to Jack and Jill through their Instagram or Twitter page and um, hopefully we can get a, a massive turnout and get a load of um a lot of money so you can kinda of give the gift of time to, to families who are in desperate need of it. Absolutely. Thanks a Jack.
0: OTB AM The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.